So maybe it's a good time to tell everybody, you know, how we met um, and, uh, you know, our story there with the Italy chapter. Yes, dear Italy. So I was, oh, yeah, I was planning to move to Italy to become an au pair uh, with a lovely family. And it was the previous au pair who put me in touch with you. She sent me your Facebook profile, I think. And because I was thinking about becoming a teacher um, and you'd been there and done it, you know, you'd, you'd au paired and then you started teaching and had stayed in Italy to be a, an English language teacher. And I was like, right, okay, I need to, I need to meet this woman. I need to, uh, you know, kind of find the lay of the land and see if it's something I want to commit to. And I remember, so I should have looked back actually at the Facebook message and <laughs> what I said to you. But yeah, we met, I think it was Saturday afternoon after you were working in the morning, mm. weren't you? And we met in yeah. the Trilliana in Italy where it's, it's, very very strange to order an English tea because they don't know whether to give you your milk hot or cold but yeah. nonetheless I did it because I hadn't quite <laughs> hadn't quite understood the the culture um I have such a clear memory of this so moment as well like exactly like where we were sitting like the color of our drinks and what we were wearing I have such a clear memory of it yeah because it was it was February as well wasn't it so it was quite chilly um mm. Yeah, we we sat down and we kind of felt each other out and asked you a few questions about teaching and you were you were really helpful. You had loads of suggestions and we're just kind of sharing your experience and you know what you've done. Um, yeah, I don't know. What... And I think that just before you ordered the the tea, you know, I um. I didn't know that you didn't drink ah, then. Yes. And I said, oh, do you want to try like an aperitivo, like an aperol? It's just what they have here. And you're like, oh, no, thanks, don't drink our tea. And I, I remember thinking, oh, my God, a British person that doesn't drink. <laughs> First of all, I thought, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then I just remember thinking like, wow, that was such a chill, easy way just to sort of say, no, thank you and order something else. And I don't think I ever would have had the guts to, you know, go away again from towards authenticity away from that sense of belonging of like what what the tribe expects in a way mm -hmm. and I was just really impressed about how you were just so unfazed by it and just so calm and unapologetically you and I remember sort of going home thinking oh wow the fact that you don't drink makes you so much like such an interesting <laughs> person I can't wait to talk to you again it, it in a way it just it gave you added depth that I couldn't wait to explore and so um, you were an au pair and then you very shortly after started teaching at the school that I was working for. Yes, yeah, you, um, so I think I, I managed to meet the owner of the school completely by accident. I don't know if that's a universe thing. I think so. <laughs> it's been a curve. And yeah, I came to you because I was asked to start teaching in a school in another town and you were really kind and you gave me some of your, your teaching folders and you helped me plan my first lessons and you actually offered to come with me yeah we did tea, like breakfast meeting we did I remember we we you know you, you came to observe a few of my lessons yeah and I, I was I'd really lost like the energy for Saturday morning kids classes it's difficult and having you there sort of it gave me a different lease of life in a way it, it made me enjoy it in a different way because there was another reason for, for going there yeah 
when I'd become a bit tired with it. And we'd have these 8 a.m. like, you know, cappuccino breakfast meetings, going over lesson plans. And then you you taught a few of the groups that I had there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we did this whole like role reversal thing. And then you started teaching in the other school. And I, I was so, you know, eager to help you because I'd been in such a similar position just a few years mm-hmm. back. And I really remember who helped me at, at the time. And I, I just wanted to sort of pay it forward and, and pass the baton in a way. And so I thought, oh, you know, teaching, starting must be so stressful for you. Um, I, I want to sort of, you know, take all the other worries away if possible. So I offered to drive us there. And <laughs> for those of you that know us, I'm not a confident driver. I'm working on it. Um, and it turns out that Lauren's driven horse trucks. <laughs> and, <then> I, <laughs> and then I offered to drive and it was the most stressful thing for me ever. Like you're trying to drive this beaten up old banger to like round these country lanes in Italy to get you there on time and everything and then have to park it and everything. And it wasn't until the way home that, you know, you drove and I thought, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. You're such a calm driver, <laughs> but you, you let me go through. <laughs> yeah. You were so kind to offer. I kind of thought, yeah, okay. It was like, it was like, I was, I don't know. I felt, I felt like you needed to do it to kind of, to help me. That's like, what I love about you is you recognize that, you know, I did. I really needed to practice driving and things but with somebody that wasn't going to judge. Yeah, definitely not. I think for me as well, it's kind of like, yeah, like allowing people to do that and to help me as well, because I normally want to just get on with things and do it myself. So it, it was a big thing for me as well to kind of, yeah, let you do that for me too. Um, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Do you know, I really just realised that as well. Well, every day is a learning day, so. It really is. It really is. And I think like following on from the, the work and the au pairing and the driving thing is, is then we started going to the same gym. Yes. Um, and I, I was so glad that I would have somebody to, you know, make plans for, for seven in the morning, like see you there 7am. Mm. Yes, I'll be there. And, you know, it got me out of bed in the, those dark mornings and yeah. things. And, and then there was another time that, you know, you, I think, you know, rather than you sort of actively helping me, like you were just there when I was navigating changes and some other friendships and it was, quite sort of a pivotal yet difficult moment for me but you were just a quite a calm presence that I could talk to and share it with and you'd been through something similar a few years before so again you could sort of share your wisdom on that and Mm. and I felt brave enough to do it because I could see that you'd gone through something similar and come out the other end yeah I think that's the part of the thing though isn't it I know we've already talked about it but it's it's allowing the space to encourage somebody to be themselves Mm. I think it's just really important that's kind of how you find your feet and yeah as you say like navigating those kind of changes in life as well because you another quote coming up we grow through what we go through yeah totally and that was a painful period of growth for me it was a really I think one of those moments that maybe from my 20s that will stick out just because of everything it meant and in a way it was it was leaving past things behind and stepping forward into into the unknown but something I could imagine would be better but I hadn't yet seen it and it was really great to sort of that was really early on in our friendship and I think for me that was such a a bonding moment that that built our foundation yeah that whole well that whole evening really I know we'll probably talk about it a bit later on but that I think that really kind of rooted the foundations of our our relationship our friendship Mm. definitely just finding out what we had in common and not so much in terms of the surface level things but in terms of the deep feelings and things we've been through and Mm. connecting on that when it's things that we had you know at times we had felt really alone about is 
discovering we, we weren't alone yeah. was, was yeah. really important. Sort of, you know, over time as our friendship, you know, progressed and, and grew and things, what other things did we bond over? Our love of spirituality. <laughs> yeah. Just being able to kind of talk about it and discuss different different kind of thoughts on on certain things and kind of discovering more in in that kind of world um sharing books as well and yeah discussing ideas all the podcasts and everything you know introducing each other to the you know these these thinkers and seekers and and authors and podcasters you know at the time never realizing that we one day would have a podcast of our own (laughs) so you know other things that we've we've helped each other through have been processing sort of difficult things from when we were growing up and body image and you know family things and and boundaries I think and it it's all part of it's all part of growing up and leveling up um which is like a phrase that you use that I've sort of taken on is the hardest bit is right before you know a level up and boundaries has been such a key such a key theme for both of us that it's something we'll come back to in the future I'm sure so yeah, and obviously now, you know, we are in a long distance yeah, friendship. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe maybe listeners at home, especially after lockdown and things these years where you know, social lives have changed, might be wondering how we nurture a long distance friendship or you know, how much effort do friendships like these require? Um, well, I think <laughs> the, the amount of voice notes um, definitely contribute towards our... Uh, our friendship still working just keeping each other in each other's lives you know keeping you mm. updated with what's going oh, on with me and yeah like knowing what's current with you um mm. as I like dealing with different situations like we've both got stuff going on with work and you know personal lives and stuff and yeah just just keeping you informed of that but I think it, it's something that fits into our routines because Definitely. for me, I, I, I never get around to sitting and writing messages no. or replying to the long ones. And, you know, finding time when we're both free for a phone call isn't always easy, mm. but a voice message in a way is you feel close to a person because you feel the tone of voice, you hear everything. Yeah. Um, yet you can listen on your own terms. Yeah. And so I think it comes down to respecting each other's time and boundaries. And, you know, what I notice about our friendship is we, we never really get annoyed at each other if we're going to be unavailable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're away for a while and it's like, oh, I'm going to be away. Um, I'll check in when I can. And it's just like, okay, great. Have a lovely time. I love you. Yeah. And it's not taking things personally either. Like if I don't get a response in like, you know, half an hour, a few hours or whatever, or a day, I don't take it personally. You know, I know I'm just like, oh, Katie's never. busy, you know. Like we we do have that. I know we both do a personality test online. And I think we're both each other's most secure relationship too. <laughs> for me. Completely. But yeah, there's that complete respect of each other's time and Yes, definitely. And never really taking things personally and 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 just understanding what each other needs. So I think, you know, we've both read the love language five love languages by Gary Chapman. Yeah. We'll, this is a big we'll one. link it in the show notes. Um mm. and I think it's just really important to to understand how to communicate with the people in our lives, whether that's a romantic relationship, you know, a platonic one or a professional one, is what is what are people's primary love languages? How do they respond best? Mm. That's the thing, because I think a lot of the time we try and show others how much we love them and value them by using the methods that speak to us the most, mm. uh, if that makes sense. Like, so I know um, 
for me, it's kind of like that words of affirmation and, you know, touch and quality time. Um, mm. So I might try and give that to somebody else when really, you know, they... Yeah, they, they might be more of an act of service, like, you know, help me out with a favour, something I find difficult on my own or... Yeah. You know, I, I had a friend who... It's kind of like being aware of yeah, that. Yeah, or, or maybe, it, you know, it comes to sort of... Um, say gifts but we mean really tokens as you know I had a friend mm. who we were super close and we lived together and you know we we'd also use you know words of affirmation and a lot of physical touch that were really touchy-feely and, and affectionate um but also we you know we'd we'd leave little kinds of wearing on chocolate bars on each other's pillows and a little note um and then you know as we moved away it, it's now handwritten letters and cards and, and sending each other flowers and things and Mm. for us for, for her and I it's understanding that that's meaningful to each other yeah as, as well as ourselves so we also need to express ourselves in the way that makes sense to us and I think it's understanding both definitely yeah and and also you know some some friendships are sort of low maintenance and you know when they're secure but they're low maintenance they're fantastic um so, you know I think my my lifer friend is someone that I've been friends with well, since before she was born because our, our dads were, were childhood friends and mm-hmm. kind of an automatic friendship. Yet I still think we'd make friends if we met today. And, you know, if, if we're sort of off the radar for a while or not able to call or, or message, it's totally fine. You know, no disappointment, no, none of, you know, neither of us feel put out yet. Whenever we see each other, it's like no time has passed and we, we just get on like sisters or like cousins. And yeah. I think, those relationships are also really important in that, well, basically you get all of the benefits and <laughs> none of the, uh, the drawbacks <laughs> of the sort of, you know, keeping in touch. Like there's, we're just happy for what is. We don't focus on what isn't. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Maybe if we, we think then, we'll probably come back to this in a, in a future um, episode, potentially about boundaries. What about, you know, ending a friendship then? Don't worry, I'm not breaking up with you on air. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Would never do that. Um, Yeah, I think this is, it's really difficult. It's it's more difficult than ending a, a, like, romantic relationship, I think, because I think, like, friendships, I don't know, it's, it's a different kind of relationship isn't it really you never really had the are we exclusive chat and what the expectations that in a relationship you do yeah it kind of just yeah it just grows naturally I think in a way sometimes they you know just as they start naturally they they tend to fizzle out or drift apart naturally too yeah I've I've had those kind of experiences we've kind of yeah just drifted apart you know it's kind of we've changed or you know just realized realized we wanted different things um Mm. yeah just just different interests or gone in different directions I definitely think like moving to a a foreign country has played a massive part in that because it does as we know it does take a little bit more effort to stay in contact with people um so as you say like they can can organically end both you and I are in foreign countries and we we know it's not like I'm left in the UK and you moved away or vice versa is that we're, we're both abroad sort of managing the same thing. So we, we tend yeah. to have similar expectations or lack thereof. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you? What have been your experiences? I've definitely had, you know, the sort of drifting apart naturally, but you know, 
you know, my uh, my moon is in Aries, so I'm a very fiery, emotional person. <laughs> and I have had those those sort of more breakup moments, actually, you know, mm. t- teenage years as well, sort of typical, you know, mean girls, sort of high school stuff. Um, but but I think as an adult and more recently, it's having the confidence to express myself, knowing that I need to. So there was a situation where it'd been a bit of a not so much a disagreement, maybe a misunderstanding, some hurt feelings, maybe some disappointment and some drifting apart just as life goes that way with a friend. And we were sort of not completely in each other's lives for about a year or so. And I've realized I've really, really missed her presence. And so after sort of doing like a heart opening meditation one day, I I realized that I needed to write to her and I thought I'll just write just for me. I need to express it. Mm. And in the end, I sent it to her uh, as a, as a letter and it was totally about vulnerability and putting myself out there, but I felt like I had to express it. And it, it was coming from a place of love. It wasn't about blaming or finger pointing. It was basically, I need you to know how I felt that I really miss you. Mm. Yeah. And, and the, the most touching thing is that she actually took the time to write a proper letter back. And, and then we reconnected and, and then, you know, we're, we're very much in each other's lives again, despite the distance. Yeah. And I'm so glad that perhaps the more mature me has learned to deal with things in that way. And mm-hmm. knowing that um, a lot of the time, 90% of the time, it is not about somebody else. It's about how we feel about ourselves. Yes, and I think maybe definitely. her and I could probably definitely say that that was the case in that situation. It was where we were personally. And it just mm-hmm. didn't quite match up. Or probably we just didn't communicate about it. Um, I think in any type of relationship, communication is key. I was just about to say you've touched on a really important part there about like communicating your needs and your wants mm. for any kind of relationship and it's it's not necessarily about having expectations but you know like what what do you need or want from that person for that relationship to work for that friendship to work um yeah. and like I've been guilty of the past of not being able to stand up for myself or speak up you know if I've needed a bit of space or you know if I've needed to or wanted to hear from them a little bit more or, you know wanted to have quality time I've kind of just taken myself away from that situation. Um, again, I think that that kind of comes from experience and, you know, wanting to learn and grow and that kind mm. of thing and being able to look at your behaviour around that and, you know, and want to change. Yeah. I think it, what you say is really interesting is that so much of the way you, or what I understood, so much of the way you deal with things these days is is probably based on your new and improved relationship with yourself. Definitely, yeah, Rather definitely. than the, the specific relationship with that other person. Mm. You know, every relationship we have is, in a way, is a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. And I think that's why it's so important to be our own friends before we can be anyone else's. But then again, it's also about having a safe space in which we feel that we can express ourselves. Which is quite funny, actually, because I know I always say to, or we always say to each other about, you know, imagine when we're in a situation or dealing with something, how would we feel if like you or I was in it, if we swap places, we're in it, sorry. Uh, if we swap places, you know, if if you were doing what I, I'm doing, mm. how would, you know, what kind of thing would I, <laughs> what advice would I give you? Yeah. Oh, it's um, such a horrible question. It comes back to that straight talking friend, doesn't it? You yeah. Know, we've both said to each other, it's like, Oh, I totally understand how you're feeling and I recognize your feelings. Your feelings are valid, but 
if this was me in this situation, what advice would you give? And we kind of squirm and think, oh, don't ask mm. me that, you know, but we need to be asked that. And yeah. it really helps to look at things that way. Because I think yeah, a lot of the time we'll, we'll put other people's needs or wants before our own as well. Um, mm. I think it comes back to like having people-pleasing tendencies and definitely like not valuing yourself as a person. Um, I think there was, it's like when you're I'm trying to think of the me trying to come up with metaphors it's not my job <laughs> this is not what I'm good at but um, there was something I think there was a meme something about oh you know if we're in a restaurant and I need sauce or I need something I wouldn't dare ask for it but if my friend needs it you know that mum's superpower will come into play and I'll be like my friend needs this yeah and it's like get this for her right now you know it's, it's- now you're saying that actually this is the first time that I'm thinking about it is when it comes to the work thing, when I, you know, we, we first met and I was sort of mm. passing the baton in a way is I wouldn't really stand up for some things that work for myself, but I definitely did it for you. And yeah. I was really like in your corner, like make sure you do this, this boundary or make sure they appreciate that and insist on this because I didn't do it for myself, but I sure as hell want you to be able to have it. Yeah, exactly. Thinking about a deal breaker then when it comes to like, you know, a friendship, uh, specifically a female friendship, what is a deal breaker for you? A deal breaker for me? I think feeling that my trust has been broken, you know, if I've shared things with someone because it, as I said earlier, it can take a lot for me to open up and to trust people. And I think, you know, knowing that I'd shared things with someone and you know, been shared with other people. Um, I think it was a massive thing for me. Um, and uh, gossiping as well. I don't, you know, just talking about other people continuously and, and kind of being in that negative kind of space. I just, I don't enjoy being around around that kind of energy. I think um, we've been there in the past, though, haven't we? we? We've used gossiping or bitching as a way to try and bond with other women. And yes, it really doesn't get things off the no realizing how you know kind of toxic that that was I think now it's kind of encouraging people to try to pull out of that kind of negative spin Mm. um I think it just comes back to sisterhood and that you know we we rise by lifting others as as you know the quote says is that work on focus on what you can celebrate about each other and empower each other to do rather than you know tearing each other down uh, what about you? What are some of your deal breakers? Um, I think I, I touched on it earlier is not always needing to fix the problems I share, but just listen to them because a lot of the time, I mean, sometimes we, we can feel that we've been served up a horrible plate of, you know, unsolicited advice. And that really doesn't go down well in relationships and can create sort of disease and and resentment and things so I think it's just allowing each other to be them and you know kind of like (laughs) here comes a metaphor kind of like it's a parent like standing on the sidelines at like a football match or something and just you know letting them do their thing and just cheering them on and watching but not trying to play the game for them is it's just that space to be and that's something that our, um, our mutual unlikely friend always said to me is space to be is so important yeah and you know if we can bond over food that definitely helps too (laughs) (laughs) so we've spoken about a a deal breaker how about a deal maker Mm. did we have that sort of 
I always describe it as that sort of platonic, like head over heels moment where you just sort of fall for somebody. <laughs> like, I want to be your friend. It was your helpfulness. Like you, you wanted me to succeed. You were so helpful with the teaching and like just everything, just being in Italy. Like you, you give me little tips and even trying to speak Italian. Sometimes you kind of make suggestions, you know, and you did it in such a gentle, encouraging way. Uh, it was just yeah, it's just the complete cheering me on really with with everything when I first came here and, and continue to do now. Um, I know you'll probably talk about this better than me as well, but that that night, our first night together in um, <laughs> Bologna, <laughs> yeah, when we we sat at the bar in um, in the park, the beautiful greenhouse bar, where we queued mm. forever to get a drink. Forever, we weren't even drinking, were we? It was. <laughs> Two forever for a soft drink, an overpriced drink. <laughs> this is the thing, it's like a, a juice or something. <laughs> We've already got a snuck our own in. Um, but yeah, our shared, shared vulnerabilities, you know, kind of, we started sharing things. It's kind of like testing the water and then it kind of all came out. And I think I just belly flops and jumped straight in there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think I sort of tested the water. I just waded straight in there. And... <laughs> I, I put I put I put a toe in first, but um, yeah, I jumped yeah. in. Yeah, for me that was yeah, just that was such an important way. moment. Coming mm, that things in common and mm. sharing those kind of experiences really. It was just magical, yeah. and I, you know, it, not not to make it sound too romantic and, and things, <laughs> but you know, it was these greenhouses and these deck chairs and fairy lights and fairy lights, like yeah. warm spring evening, and then you know we were connecting over these things, and I just felt like finally like somebody here that I can connect with in this way and mm. and can become my you know my person in a way that you yeah, know definitely. That I was really really needing um and I think because you and I had that experience then is that when I later came to having to navigate those sort of changes in, in other friendships because I felt like I had you I knew yeah. that I would be okay because yeah. I felt like perhaps things that didn't suit me anymore were being redesigned or upgraded for something that suited the sort of the, the more mature me. Yeah. Well, although I am very mature at times. So. <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> I think for me that this moment was, it was just amazing. I've got a video and, you know, sometimes when you're having a down day, I send you it. Don't <laughs> I? Cause just think, remember who you are. We, we'd hired a car. Um, this little, you know, Fiat Panda, and we'd gone on a this Italian road trip around the hills in Verona, um, and everything. Again, sounding so romantic. <laughs> Hopefully, no one gets any ideas. But you know, um, just going off on a tangent here. Like they, they they say that you know, female friendships. If are you even that close if they don't think you're a couple? I mean, yeah, this is true. This yeah. is so true. Um, and. And, you know, we, it was just before sunset and we'd, um, just before we went up on the hill and had this beautiful sunset picnic, picnic. <laughs> we're just walking around this old medieval town with sort of this, like, you know, this, this walled city and everything. And we could hear this music, like live music. And it was dirty dancing, like time of my life track. We just heard it. We kind of followed it for a bit. And then you just suddenly like just in your flip flops and backpack and just broke out into song, like, <laughs> you know, like Beyonce and just strutted down the street and danced away and just was singing and dancing like throwing herself all over the cobbled streets and it was just so <laughs> amazing 
And I, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I wanted to join in, but I didn't quite have the confidence. I tried a little bit, but I, I was just kind of in awe of just you just being you. And, and the, the way it was, you know, it wasn't at all embarrassing or anything. It was infectious. <laughs> and actually there's other, there's man walking up the street then, then he joined you. It's like dancing. You you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, completely, you know, I say it again, but com- completely sober, just, just, you know, just natural, just authentic. And, and I, I was just yeah. kind of amazed that you could be so you without any substances or catalysts or anything. And I, it was yeah. just infectious. And I just, I just knew that I wanted to surround myself with people like that. Um, it was awesome. I think it's just having, oh, just having the ability to kind of, yeah, have, have fun, you know, and, and kind of play a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I do love, I love singing and dancing and You just skip around like when that. you're happy and it's I love skipping. No amazing. one can ever be miserable. Like, I always think, you see somebody skipping on the street. Whenever I see somebody skipping down the street, I just, I can't help but smile. And you yeah. cannot be miserable when you're skipping. Like it's just it's physically I impossible. They they refer to it as sympathetic joy, as when you you see someone else's happiness and instead of finding holes in it or criticizing it, you you just can't help but feel it too, like it's infectious. Mm. That is totally the effect that you have on people. I want to be that person. <laughs> you are that person. <laughs> How about making friends? I don't know for, for me it's been a bit different recently because I've always I'd been lucky enough to always walk into places and have automatic friendship groups you know whether they lasted or not um but recently in the last year or so it's been a process of sort of learning that's not always the case and that's okay so for me it's been about it's been about learning to be my own friend and then just whatever comes is a bonus um and not having this sort of on one hand not having this this to-do list of of things that you know I need to make friends I need to do this and then my life here will be complete is is taking the pressure off yeah being my own friend and just not having a lacking mindset to it really just being grateful for everything that we have and and also being able to notice the unlikely friends and maybe they are you know you know your your mother-in-law or or a colleague or, or somebody that maybe not so much a friend but at least you know, really important company. Yeah. Uh, and just appreciating what, what is around you rather than focusing on what isn't. It will come in time. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. How about you? Um, for me, uh, I feel like I found it easier as a kid. <laughs> we used to go camping a lot and, you know, you kind of just make friends with the kids in the playground um, and just kind of getting on with stuff. But as a grown-up, um it's been taking up hobbies I love being really active so uh you know going to the gym and um rock climbing was one for me because I I didn't know anyone I kind of started doing it through somebody I met doing a hiking doing a hiking event I kind of mentioned it and yeah it's a bit more difficult to kind of put yourself out there but by doing those kind of things you kind of like find find your people find your crowd um and saying yes to things as well because I kind of went through a hermit introvert period where I kind of didn't want to didn't want to go anywhere or you know just wanted to stay in my books and read and then I started saying yes to things and you know kind of trying to put myself out there um 
a bit more and that introduced me to different kinds of people and you know being able to I'm not quite brave enough to do this shit but just kind of go up to people and even like kind of reach out I know you've done this on Instagram recently kind of reaching out to people you admire and yeah you know just kind of letting them know just having the guts to compliment someone as well yeah and not expecting anything from it either yeah I think so much of it comes down to confidence is Mm. yeah is actually it's okay just to compliment someone or just say hi or try and start a conversation like it's you're not being a weird stalker it's it's a normal (laughs) you know human interaction yeah I think just not being afraid of that um and I guess just going with the flow as well everybody's on their own path and and you're on yours yeah that's I think that's the thing as well like realizing that you know everyone else is going through the same kind of stuff Mm. um yeah you never really know who you're going to run into either yeah yeah exactly if we could just sort of sum up maybe in just one sentence what you have learned over the years about the power of female friendship just realizing yeah the importance of having like secure and t- trustworthy female relationships where i know i can now i can turn to you to provide support you to encourage growth as well and have my, my little cheerleaders um and to hold me accountable for stuff as well you know if, if i say i'm going to do something you know i, I, I want to be the kind of person if i say i'm going to do something i want to be doing it mm. so yeah to, to hold me accountable for that and to do the same as well for for those that I, you know, those people that I have in my life too. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't think I could say it better than that, really. Um, so I think I might just, just leave it with your words. And I guess thank everybody for listening to this extra long episode. Um, <laughs> we we felt it was important to, to not rush ourselves on talking about this topic as it's something so, so fundamental in our own lives um, and source of support and encouragement and, mm. and just, yeah, love, really. I think that's what it comes down to. Thank you for being here. I really love that we've had this chat today. Me too. Thank you so much. You've made time for it. And yes. just thank you for being you. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for joining us this far in the podcast. We love that you're here. You can follow us on Instagram at Chrysalis Connection or drop us an email. The address is in the show notes. Follow Lauren's blog at T Total Travel and find Katie at Green Living Girl. Our music was created by David Greenwood and this podcast was edited and produced remotely by Adam Lawrence.